Well, a happy Tuesday, the 5th of July, year of our Lord, 2022. So glad you could join us. We're looking at Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14 in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And in it, we're going to hear the title of the devotional, which is Hope and Thanksgiving. Hope and Thanksgiving. It's a very powerful letter, very caring letter. Uh, the true mark of a leader is one who gives of him or herself to others in very special ways, very caring ways. And one of the most caring ways we're going to discover as we go through the passage and through the devotionalist prayer. Do you care for people enough to pray for them? And do you give of yourself while praying? Do you give yourself back to God as you pray? Do you give yourself to others as you pray? And I think that's very key for us to keep in mind because prayer is indeed that uh, gift that gives. And uh, we pray because God answers prayer. So hear now the word of God from Colossians chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learn from Ephraphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to you your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's gift in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from His glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Well, several years ago, in what truly seems like a lifetime, and certainly before my active ministerial career, at least in terms of my being aware and being that active in the church, the Methodist Church had quarterly conferences. Think about that. And what is now an annual event called the Charge Conference and handled differently among different districts, the quarterly conference would meet once every four months. That's <laughs> four, uh, four times a year that the quarterly conference would meet, once every three months, I should say. And uh, the presiding elder, which would later be known as the district superintendent, would preside and gather to report back to the connectional system what was going on in that local church. And it was at those meetings that part of his or her salary would be paid and part of that which supported the conference and the general church would also be collected. But he would also or she would also ask some very diff difficult questions such 
as those asked now, including, you know, who, have, who has died since the last time we gathered and that sort of thing. But one that made pastors especially, and maybe even church members, church leaders certainly, how many people were saved since the last time we met? Four times a year, the church would be asked by the presiding elder, how many people have been saved since the last time we met? Or something to that effect. It was a question that made people, especially the pastors, I'm repeating myself, feel uncomfortable. Even today, questions about baptisms, questions about confessions of faith, and even weddings make some churches squirm. There was a time during uh, my leadership as a district superintendent when I was asking the, the churches, are people getting married? And for a long time, it was as if, well, they're getting married, but not that often and not in the church. But thankfully, that's coming back around. But <clears throat> what, 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 what a situation we find ourselves in now. Now, the role of an overseer or mentor or strong faith friend or faith leader should never be downplayed. Paul was a church planter. He was an evangelist. And in a way, sometimes distant but faithful, he was an overseer over the work of his hands, the fruit of his work. As he preached, as he taught, people wanted people to, to respond, to start a church. And he did. He started many churches and did all he could to keep them going. He prayed for them. He wrote to them. And when he was able, he visited them. He always had a desire to visit every person he had ever met in his life. And even had hopes, as we read in some of, of the works, that he wanted to get to Spain, to preach in Spain. And one time a professor said I was, he was going to give me that as, as an assignment for uh, writing, but uh, I never got uh, to do it. But we'll get into that something else. But Paul wanted the churches to know that he thanked God for the way they shared hope and thanksgiving as we read in the opening lines of this passage. Paul was th thankful for these people's faith and for their work, especially for the way they showed love and shared love with others in need. They also shared a deep hope for other believers, for they had received the message of hope from uh, Jesus himself through Paul. Now, Paul is an encourager. He's also a prayer warrior with these people. And we tend to overlook that in this century that Paul is writing for, to people who surrendered their lives to Christ, who had made a complete life change. Think about that. To become a believer during Paul's time, they would no longer identify fully with being a Greek or European or Roman citizen. They were now citizens of heaven or of the kingdom of God. The king of Greece or the emperor of Rome no longer was your monarch. God was. Every aspect of your life was changed. Think about that. If you became a Christian today, what does it require of you? What, what are we taking seriously, really, as we become Christians, if anything? I know some are, and some do, take very seriously their life change. But is it a complete life change? Have you made a complete life change through your surrender to Jesus Christ? Now, your whole identity during those times would be rooted in what Christ had shared with you. And in a very real way, it can be for us as well. If we surrender Christ and surrender to his teachings and his example, the model, the way he lived, it would change us. And for many of these people that Paul is talking about during that era, there was no turning back. Now, key among the teachings that Paul shared with the new believers 
was the importance of prayer. Paul stresses to the people of Colossae that he never stopped praying for them and asking on their behalf for them to be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that they might live lives worthy of the Lord, pleasing God and bearing fruit in every aspect of their work in their lives. Paul prays for all believers to be strong, to endure all things with patience and staying joyful, staying joyful as they gave thanks to God because they, like us, had been saved from the power of darkness and taken into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus, through whose love they and us have been redeemed, and we have been, praise God, forgiven of our sins. To God be all honor and glory. Let's pray. Loving Father, usher us in, into the fullness of love and strength, to live as those ancient brothers and sisters. May we truly be geared to grow and invite others to come into the kingdom of God. Let us take seriously our responsibility to love others enough to pray for them. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, dear friend, thank you so much for joining us. I pray you received a blessing. And if you have, share it with others. Forward to someone else. And I pray that you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And here is your assignment. Please the Lord as you serve others today. Receive my blessings of peace and love. I'm Pastor Nadio Verde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Please know how much I love you, how much I thank God for you. Amen.